Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Are you looking to wager on all the big games and sports? Well, I have great news for you. Our partners at Bet Online continue to get it done as the number one betting source out there with live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. Bet Online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events UFC, MMA, college and pro basketball, MLB, you name it, it's there. All you have to do is visit betonline.ag. That's betonline.ag or use your mobile device to get started. Get 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just use our promo code to do it. Believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. B-L-E-A-V to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. Hi, this is Jay Billis of ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. ML Sports Platter back with you. All over the major platforms, go ahead and download, subscribe, rate, and review. We are brought to you by Burned Dairy and Welch and Company Jewelers. Hey, make sure you shop the, show, the showcase today at Welch and Company Jewelers. Welchjewelers.com. That's Welchjewelers.com. And a tip of the cap, thank you as well to friends of the platform. That, of course, uh, being the Alonzo family, Daryl Aber, Bob Lindsley, and the Swan and Whitaker Families. Well, this book has been out for a few months now, but uh, I thought it'd be kind of cool in the offseason to to get it front and center again to uh, all of you college football fans out there. It's called The Hot Seat, A Year of Outrage, Pride, and Occasional Games of College Football. Jim Harbaugh right there on the cover. A fan spends the Michigan football team's 2021 season searching for answers about human nature, American history, and the related subject of whether Jim Harbaugh will keep his job. You can go get it. Amazon.com, major bookstores where books are sold. The author is with us now, Ben Mathis Lilly. Get him on Twitter, at Ben Mathis Lilly. Uh, welcome aboard here, Ben. Great to have you. Thanks for having me on, for sure. All right, so how many levels are there really to the Jim Harbaugh hot, hot seat? How many How many <laughs> levels? How, how What's the temperature change each time you go up the ladder? <laughs> uh, well, the funny thing about this book is, and its title is uh, like a, I kind of, figured out what we were going to do. It was, um, you know, 2020 when we figured out we were going to do the book that next season and we were going to call it the hot seat and it was going to be about Jim Harbaugh and, uh, everyone involved me and the, my agent and the editor of the book, we all thought it's called the hot seat cause he's on the hot seat and he's probably going to get fired. Uh, and people actually have to read books about, about things going badly. That's a, that's like, a, you know, there's two types of sports books. There's the really successful seasons, and then there's the ones that just, just everything goes haywire. And we kind of thought we were in for the latter. Uh, and, uh, and in fact, uh, in 2021, they, they did great. They beat Ohio State. Uh, the seat definitely got way less hot. Um, and then the next year, next season, this season, got even, got even less so. Uh, beat Ohio State again, won the Big Ten again. So I guess the only thing that's making his seat hot at this point is is his own, um, you know, his own feelings about never having won the Super Bowl and maybe wanting to go to the NFL. That's like, uh, I don't think anyone in Michigan is going to push him out, but but maybe he'll push himself out. There are many people out there, and, and I'm probably in this category too, um, 
who feel like Jim Harbaugh has already gotten Michigan as far as he can get them. And it's not any different than Oklahoma or a nice new Cinderella. Oh, hey, we're here for a change TCU. Um, It doesn't matter. Notre Dame. You get into the college football playoff, and it's a holy crap moment because Bama is so much better, or Georgia is so much better through these last several years. Um, Do you think he's taken Michigan as far as he possibly can? Well, I think that there's a there's probably a little bit of a higher level for them for sure. I think that obviously this season against TCU, they did not play anywhere near uh, what they were capable of. Um, and I think that you know if you're Jim Harbaugh and and you're you're telling yourself you know here's what I could do at Michigan, you probably look at that other playoff semifinal game between Ohio State and Georgia, right? Where yeah. Ohio State probably should have won. You know they made they had a field goal at the end of, to win it. They they were driving down the field, you know, I know their fans um, are probably driving themselves crazy this whole year thinking, well, what if we take a few more shots before we took that field goal? You know, you see a team like Ohio State, which which Michigan had beat two weeks before, you see them almost knocking off Georgia, you, you probably think, yeah, we could do this, you know, with, with the right, uh, you know, some tweaks. And so I think that's probably what he, he thinks he's doing at Michigan. I know that uh, he's even been public about saying, you know, we want more support. Uh, we want to pay as much as we can through the NIL program for, for these athletes. You know, I think his quote at the uh, Big Ten press conference day before last season was, hey, I heard Ohio State wants $13 million a year for their for their players. Like, we can double that, you know. So I think that's, that, that he thinks that Michigan can get to that next level. And I think maybe more importantly, uh, one thing I learned, you know, doing the book, he, he thinks he can do it, you know. And that's, that's kind of like separates some of these athletes and coaches from the rest of us. Like, he, he knows, I think, as well as anyone, the limitations that Oklahoma and Notre Dame have had in the playoff. But he thinks, you know, it just makes it more of a challenge. And that's just going to make it more satisfying, you know, when and if I, I win it with Michigan, when and if Michigan wins. It's just going to make it more impressive. So that's kind of his mindset about that kind of thing. Uh, you know, before the 2021 season, he'd just gone two and four. Uh, he, you know, he's working out at, he's working at Michigan, which has, you know, has historically – you know, limitations on how good the football team can be because of its academics, the admissions department, and so forth. I was asking people on the program, I said, does this drive him crazy? And, you know, and a couple of people said, no, he, he likes it. He thinks it makes it more of a challenge. It's, it's kind of more exciting to, to be working in a situation than it would be if he had, you know, every resource he could possibly have. So I think that's the way he looks at it, for sure. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Interesting. Um, what do you hope people say about this book when they get done reading it? <laughs> uh, well, I think, you know, I hope they, they, they learn something about, especially if they're fans, I hope that they, they, they get done with it and they say, oh yeah, that, 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 this is another, this is someone else who is a fan as much as I am. Uh, cause, cause it's about a lot of things, you know, it's a, I, I get into like some American history. We got some like history class stuff about how the, how colleges were set up in the 19th century. And then, you know, I go into a little bit of the X's and O's stuff, explaining how college football is involved and all that. But more than anything, I really wanted to write about, like, what's it like to just follow a team, uh, you know, in 2021, 2022, when we have our phones out all the time and you can watch anything you want on TV and you've got takes coming in from every direction. 
Uh, and I just thought it's it's an interesting time to be a fan. It's definitely different than it was. I'm, I'm only 40 years old, but it's way different than it was when I was growing up. Uh, and I wanted to write about like what it feels like. And so I hope I hope people who read it come away with it and think like that. You know, this guy understands me. This guy understands what it's like to uh, to care about a team as much as as many of us do, even though, you know, on many occasions we kind, we kind of ask ourselves whether we're really this is the best use of our time. You know, am I, do I care a little too much about this? That's what this book is about. Most of all, is, is that feeling. Couple more for uh, Ben Mathis Lilly, the author of the book "The Hot Seat: A Year of Outrage, Pride, and Occasional Games of College Football." Amazon.com and your local bookstores where books are sold. Um, really got to got to pick it up. Not many people writing a, a, about a, a topic that's this uh, th- this crazy and this uh, interesting in our college football world today. Um, he eventually goes to the NFL, though, right? I mean, it's he, it's it's got to be inevitable. Uh, you know, a couple years, maybe. You know, I mean, he's what? He's almost 60 years old. I think that the window's closing. I think that you've certainly seen in the last two off-seasons that he's very much open to it. I do think that this off-season may have been a little bit more about uh, wanting those resources we talked about, that support in in NIL, uh, that support from, um, you know, the admissions department, as particularly as pertains to transfers. Uh, you know, in the first couple seasons, uh, where where transferring, where the portal was really important, college football, Michigan was had, was really falling behind a little bit um, because they have, I mean, you know, they have a pretty snobby department when it comes to that, and they'll say things like, you know, well, this course you took at another school, even if it's a very good school, we're not going to count that toward your credits, and and right. and so that's that's a that's an obstacle when you're trying to recruit football players from other schools uh and so i think that's maybe what this year what he was saying like hey like we need to get some of this stuff figured out because as you said michigan needs to do everything it can it it can if you expect me to be to be doing better in the college football playoff which they do and i think that's another key part of it here when he said you know michigan when, when michigan president and their athletic director they expect you to be the best and he's saying hey if you expect me to be competing with the best give me a little support support so i think that's what this offseason may have been about a little more than last season when he, I think he really was kind of thinking to myself, what do I want to get done before my career is over? That said, I think you're right. I think, you know, best case scenario for me as a fan and for the program, I think, you know, he, he does do that. He wins a, maybe a couple more Big Ten titles, maybe gets to the final game, maybe they win one. And uh, and then I think he can go off, maybe take that one more chance in the NFL. But I do think he's been clear about this since the very, very first college football coaching job he had at the University of San Diego. Uh, I found an article from him, you know, where they interviewed him that year. It was like 2006 or seven. He said, I'm a football coach. My goal is to win the Super Bowl. You know, so he's he's honest in his own way. He's a very you know he's not a he's a very um, unique guy, but I think he communicates honestly. And I think yes, you're, he, that's ultimately his goal. And I think he would love to do that before before his career is over. Which one do you think has more sustainability, NIL or transfer portal? Hmm. I think that. I'm going to say NIL just off the bat because it's like one of the, the phrase people use is like you just can't put the toothpaste back in the tube when it comes to something like compensating players. Like if you just look legally at, at what's going on with the Supreme Court and the court cases the NCAA is involved in, you're not going to get a judge in America right now, conservative, liberal, whatever, who who is willing to rule as far as anyone knows on the, in the, on the NCAA's, you know, in the NCAA's favor on the on these issues. Uh, it's just, it's at this point, it's pretty much a legal precedent that, that college athletes can, can be compensated and it's not, and it can, you cannot restrict them from doing that or else 
what you're doing is illegal. So I don't think that's going anywhere. I think with the transfer portal, I would say it's a little bit more, uh, you know, less, maybe not as something to is built your program around as much. I think that's the kind of thing that is maybe subject to, to being restricted and to, to coaches and athletic directors. Cause if one thing you, you hear just, you know, following the news as, as we do, it really frustrates coaches to have to put this much labor in, into scouting other players. And, and because, you know, it's basically like an entire second recruiting process. So I think that there is uh, within the game, a little more uh, agreement that there could be limitations on that. And, you know, by which I mean, obviously you're, you're never going to eliminate transfers that, that also would probably be ruled illegal, but you are going to see, you know, limitations on, on the number of times a year, the portals open, how many times you can transfer without sitting out. So I think that, Teams that are are going heavy on, you know, making sure that their their NIL game is up to snuff, I think are going to be are, are going to probably have a little more sustainable success than the ones that are completely building around the portal every year. That'd be my that'd be my guess. Okay, final thing for you here, uh, Ben. Give my listeners a little bit of an idea, you know, about you. You know, your career when it all started. Um, is it always wanted to be uh, writing a book? Um, you know, just take my take my listeners through your career, your, your timeline here a little bit. That's a great question. Uh, I, I guess they feel like I always wanted to write, to, to write a book, but I never knew what it was about. And actually, so a little biographical information, my wife's a book editor. Uh, that's where she works. And she works in New York city at a, at a publisher. And she always said, you know, a lot of people come in and they want to write a book and you can tell that they just want to write a book and they don't really care what it's about. So she said, don't do that. Like that's the worst reason to do it. So I've been, a, I've been a journalist for 20 years. I've been an editor. I've been a, a writer. Mostly actually not not writing about sports or editing sports stories. I worked at New York Magazine in the city. I worked at BuzzFeed. Uh, and I worked at NewYorkAtSlip.com, which is a website where I write about politics. So uh, it was kind of my, you know, my side, my hobby, my passion was, was, was when I realized that maybe I can do this book about sports and uh, kind of get all these thoughts in my head. I can get them out and make them useful in some way, you know. Um, uh, and, and maybe have something to say to the rest of the world. So that's how that came about. It was kind of always like uh, I never wrote about college football or Michigan as, as my main gig. I was never a beat writer or reporter. Um, so I, I kind of came to it that way just because I was a fan. I grew up in Michigan, and I was always watching the game. So I was kind of like, hey, I, I should put this to some use. Uh, so I, when people say, are you going to write another book? I say, yeah, when I have something else to say. And that maybe that might be never. You know, I felt like I had a – a unique perspective on Michigan as, as someone who is a, a super fan, but also kind of hopefully be able to write about it in a, as a journalist as well and, and get into some history and to some sociology and some of that kind of fun stuff uh, that I that I was more uh, used to covering from my day job. So that's that's how I got into into this. I would love to write a book about Southern football. I guess I'll say that. Whatever. If any one of your listeners want to give me about you know, half a million bucks to uh, to spend a few years traveling in the South and writing about Texas and Alabama and so forth. I'd love to do that too. If anyone's uh, anyone's out there and got that kind of got that kind of money to throw around, yeah, that'd be a good one, no doubt. Well, hey, go <laughs> grab it. It's called the Hot Seat: A Year of Outrage, Pride, and Occasional Games of College Football. Ben Mathis Lilly, the author. You can get him on Twitter at Ben Mith- uh, Mathis Lilly. Again, it's a fan search for the truth about American history, human nature, and whether Michigan football coach Jim Harbaugh will keep his job. Jim Harbaugh, one of the most fascinating figures out there and one of the best at his craft is Ben Mathis Lilly. Thanks a lot, Ben. Congrats here. I know it's been out for several months, but I uh, wanted to get it back out in front and center with the people here in the offseason, and hopefully uh, we'll catch up down the line when your next uh, when your next book hits. All right? 
Yeah, absolutely. Let me know. I lo- uh, thanks for having me on. Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.